Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Blog Talk Radio. More live. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, nice of you to join us on Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio. As we welcome in a new president, which team will be the first one to meet our new president? Will it be the Pittsburgh Steelers or the Arizona Cardinals? We're looking for Super Bowl predictions. We want your winners. We want the score. And we want your MVP. Find out everything. Myself, Mike Trent, Scott Atkins, special guest Neil Atkins. Episode Bo and the Beast. One bleeds red, and one bleeds blue. Two friends, one heated rival. It's intense. It's no holds barred. It's game time. On Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio, with your host, Scott Atkins and Michael Trent. Scott and Mike and their versatility bring new light to many topics in and out of the world of fantasy sports. Guests can reach the show by calling 347-324-5404. Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio, where Planet Red and Big Blue Nation collide. Let's hope they're still friends afterwards. Here they are, Scott and Mike. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio. I'm your host, uh, Michael Trent, and uh, co-host Scott Atkins is not with us quite yet, but uh, he may join us a little bit later on. Uh, This is Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio. As most of you know, this is our 15th episode. Uh, This episode is going to be called Bo and the Beast, talking about the Super Bowl, obviously, coming up a week from Sunday. Uh, Arizona Cardinals, Pittsburgh Steelers, Pittsburgh Steelers looking for that six-pack and seeing what they can do. And uh, Arizona Cardinals coming in as underdogs, as most of you know, and we'll also be talking about the beast that is the Big East in college basketball. Uh, Those of you that want to reach us, you can call 347-324-5404. That's 347-324-5404. And always uh, join us in the chat room. It's always available, and uh, we're uh, always looking for folks to uh, come in and uh, talk to us about uh, what what you think is going to happen. Uh, we're looking for a Super Bowl predictions tonight. Um, we would like to hear, uh, first off, uh, who, who's going to win? Who's going to win the game? Uh, 
Pittsburgh, Arizona, give us a winner. Give us a score. Give us a specific score and uh, an MVP, MVP of the game. Um, it, most of the time it seems so simple to be able to predict who's going to win and by what score uh, and an MVP. But uh, in this situation, uh, I would like for uh, each one of you to uh, give us a shout-out and uh, let us know what's going to happen in, in the uh, specific Super Bowl. Uh, we're going to be uh, – going to be joined uh, also with uh, Dr. Dish, uh, Neil Atkins. He's going to be joining me on the line here in just a bit. Also, we're going to be talking about uh, college basketball. Obviously, it's definitely heating up in the Big East. A lot of big matchups this week uh, in the Big East, uh, as well as throughout uh, college basketball. It's uh, funny. We, we had a, uh, we had a number, nobody wants to be number one in college basketball. Once they, uh, once they get rated number one, they tend to lose, but once that happens, it has to be a part of the Big East. So that's why this uh, that's why this show will be uh, called Bow and Bow and Bow and the Beast. Um, so we're really looking forward to a, a lot of good things happening. A lot of good things already happening in, in the chat room. There's going to be uh, plenty of things uh, that we're going to continue to talk about uh, regarding fantasy football. I'm hoping to get a hold of Alex a little bit later on as far as props. Uh, it's funny. I'm a I'm a Bruce Springsteen fan, and I was uh, I was looking up uh, <laughs> props as to his first song that he would sing at halftime, and uh, you know there's so many props out there. And of course, Alex, he has been such a wonderful guest on our show uh, throughout the uh, throughout the year, and I I'm hoping that we can get a hold of him uh, for some props. Uh, if not, then uh, maybe we can uh, give you some props that uh, you can kind of focus on. As to way as to the way the game may go, um, but uh, red versus blue, it will continue to uh, cater toward fantasy football because we do have some dynasty leagues out there. I'm sure a lot of you uh, are still focused on your dynasty leagues and uh, looking forward to next year because uh, fantasy football it's it's ongoing. Whether it's uh, whether it's late January, early February, middle of March, early May. Fantasy football continues uh, with a lot of you, and we want to make that part of the show. Uh, but right now, we're really focusing on uh, college basketball and obviously uh, the Super Bowl. But uh, I want to bring in real quick uh, Dr. Dish, uh, Neil. Uh, Neil, we've got uh, we got a big week ahead as far as uh, as far as the Super Bowl, uh, as far as college basketball. Uh, what's first and foremost on your list uh, this week? What, I mean, what are you thinking about that's going to uh, you know, that's other than obviously a week from tomorrow, a uh, couple things going on with uh, University of Louisville this week. Well, we got a big game coming up uh, Sunday at noon. Uh, I hate those games that time of day, but uh, we got a big game coming up with uh, a rival. I don't think we managed to beat them at Syracuse. At Syracuse. Yep. And they're uh, they're in. A, I think they're ranked eighth this week, and I think we're ranked number nine traveling to. To uh, Syracuse to take them on Jim Beheim, and it's a team that's only lost a couple of games this year. They really look pretty, uh, pretty similar to us. You know, they're they've got big guys in the middle. They're pretty. They've got uh, some depth, and uh, look for that to be a really, really tough game for them. But yeah, it should be. Um, you know, there's a. Uh, it seems like there's more impactful games in college basketball on Sunday versus uh, Saturday, which is kind of a. Uh, Kind of a little different, and uh, you know, it's just uh, 
you know, it's one of those things. You know, you got number nine Louisville against uh, number eight Syracuse. Uh, of course, Florida and Bandy. Uh, number twelve Georgetown at Seton Hall. Uh, number seven Michigan State at Ohio State. Number four Pittsburgh at West Virginia. Uh, those are a bunch of huge games on uh, Sunday, and then we got some uh, big games on Saturday. Um, I'd like to. Uh, I, I want to definitely get to the uh, college hoops, uh, but to get going as far as uh, as far as the Super Bowl. Uh, there's so many uh, predictions. Everybody's going to make their, quote, perfect predictions on what's going to happen. Um, you know, obviously, uh, Pittsburgh is a seven-point favorite last I saw. 46-and-a-half is the over and under on this. Um, it looks to me like, and I'm going to go ahead and, no, I'm going to hold off. I'm going to hold off. Uh, Neil, I'm going to ask you for your prediction, and I'm going to check out the chat room and see what they think. But, uh, you know, right now, a lot of the players, you know, they're given that two weeks uh, between the uh, uh, conference finals. Uh, they're given that two weeks to get healthy. Your Heinz Ward, uh, he's going to get healthy. Well, as healthy as he can get uh, with the knee, and that could be that could be very big for Pittsburgh. Uh, Arizona, they have a few banged up players. Uh, Anquan Bowden, whether he's banged up or mad, who knows? But I think that I think that situation's been put to rest. Uh, so there's a couple situations there with both teams, whether it be injury or whether it be in-house. But I think both of them are going to come. Uh, they're going to come to the table in Tampa. They're going to be ready, and they're going to bring their best game. So uh, basically, Neil, what I'm uh, what I'm asking you is, uh, give me a prediction. You know, right off the bat. I mean, we're, we're ten minutes into the show, but uh, I'm looking for uh, for a prediction from you as far as who's going to win. What's the score, and give me your MVP. Mm, well, hadn't really thought all that through, Mike, but uh, I tell you, I, I'm, I'm rooting for Arizona. Uh, like I said, I said last week that this team reminds me, and I hope i got a healthy Anquan Bowden there. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I think that team just reminds me so much of when Indiana 2006, when they won the whole thing, they had the receivers, the running game, kind of got good quarterback, and they got a good enough defense, you know, and uh, – Although, uh, like I said, I, I, I seen I brought it up last week when they played uh, Philadelphia that I thought, boy, I hope it ain't a replay of the last game they played because I think they got burnt like 48 to, or they got, just got demolished. But it was yeah. the end of the season game that didn't mean anything, and they, they had, a lot of players weren't playing. But they they come to they did what they had to do last week and pulled it out. I guess, uh, and I know a lot of the bookies and everybody's making Philadelphia or not Philadelphia uh, Pittsburgh the favorite. Um, ben, Big Ben's been to the Super Bowl before. He didn't win it. Uh, so, so is Kurt Warner, though. You know, uh, I think it might be Kurt's one of his last hurrahs, though. You know, but uh, I can see why they got Pittsburgh favorite. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull. Hope they got a healthy Anquan Bowden and a team uh, isn't disoriented and comes out and plays their game and tries to get a little lead on Pittsburgh. Uh, they've been awful lucky to get their fifth year. has been a, a monster these last few weeks. And, uh, yeah, I tell you, I, I tell you what, uh, he he really has, uh, you know, setting that record for the most uh, receiving yards mm-hmm. in uh, NFL playoff history. I mean, that, that, that's not fluke. Yeah, uh, no, that's not fluke. That's and yeah. it's just uh, it's one of the things, you know, him and uh, him and Kurt Warner have been able to uh, they they connect uh, over and over again and make things happen uh, with that team. Uh, and you know, it's, it's a funny situation when I try to break down exactly what's going to happen with this game. 
Um, it reminds me of last year when the Giants came in, underdog, 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 wild card, underdog, uh, conference final or semifinals, underdog, conference finals, underdog, Super Bowl, yeah. underdog, and they won the Super Bowl. Uh, and this has kind of been the same same trek that uh, Arizona's taken, only except Arizona kind of faltered in their couple of their last couple of regular season games because they, they really didn't need them. Uh, they knew they didn't need them, and uh, it's, it takes a real uh, a real credit goes to Ken Wisenhunt to be able to redirect their focus. They got blown out by New England and still redirect their focus as far as when they started the playoffs to say, hey, all right, it's playoff time and we're going to start winning. And uh, that that's what they've done, and it's been it's been amazing, you know, and Ezra and James, for instance, he, he was kind of supposedly through the press uh, crowning the blues about, well, I'm not, I'm not getting the carries. I'm, I'm, not hired. I, I'm not hired to be a blocking back. I'm not hired to be an offensive guard, this and that. Well, it pretty much shut up when uh, they gave him the ball a couple times. He had a few carries. But Anquan Bowden kind of spouted off a little bit. But I think, I think what they're all understanding and they're all trying to realize is, this is a team game, and it's the ultimate team sport that I see versus uh, even baseball, basketball. I mean, there's so many that fight so hard to work together, except for Jeff Garcia, and I'll touch on that later. But uh, there's so many that fight so hard uh, and for so long to reach the ultimate goal, and the ultimate goal is basically it's a week and a day away. And it's going to be amazing to see what happens uh, when they hit the field because they're all together, and we'll just uh, we'll just have to see, Neil. But uh, I, I really um, I feel like they're all going to bring their best. But I just uh, I have I have a I have a gut feeling about this game, and uh, sometimes my gut feeling is good, sometimes it's not. Uh, but uh, it's going to be it's going to be an outstanding performance, and. Uh, there's there's no doubt in my mind that uh, they're all going to bring their best. And uh, Bowden, uh, got to have Bowden, but uh, Steve Breston, he's still out there too, and he could be he could be very effective for uh, Arizona as well. Uh, any uh, what about uh, maybe uh, Timmy Hightower for Arizona, or uh, you know the unsung unsung heroes, I guess Neil. Those are those are some guys you might want to think about. Yeah. Yeah, I look for I look forward to that game. Well, I think it's really going to be a uh, be an interesting game. I look for it to be a high scoring game. Um, well, that's funny you say I that say, because I the, the, the over under is going to be about fifty five. Well, I, I've got it right here. You know, uh, Pittsburgh is minus seven, and uh, over and under is forty six and a half. Forty six and a half. Uh, so you know that's where you got to think about where where do the points come from. Um, you know, I, I just uh, I I don't know if uh, if Pittsburgh can score uh, more than thirty. I think, I, mean, I think they'll have to. I'm hoping Arizona gets out to the lead and makes them chase them. You know, that's kind of kind of is their game. You know, I don't think you can hold that passing game down. That's what I, that's why I expect it to be a score. I mean, Pittsburgh's pretty good on defending the the, the pass. You know. Yeah, Pittsburgh they team all the way around. You know. Right. Right, Pittsburgh. Uh, they're definitely. Uh, I mean, in every defensive category, they're definitely uh, one of the best. And uh, I, I just, 
I don't know if Arizona can overcome that, but uh, they always seem they always find a way to do that. I mean, I sat there and I was like, well, Arizona can't they can't score on Philly. I really think that what what it's <laughs> going to come down to, just like these other games, it's going to come down to the turnovers. You know, if you make the turnovers, you're going to lose. You know, if you turn the ball over, you're going to lose. And yep. it seems like you know a lot of times the teams that tend to average that out, you know, or you know get a couple on each side. But um, I think if there's uh, if uh, if it goes like that, you got to give the edge to Pittsburgh. I know, you know, uh, they they they're a team that likes to come at you and smash you in the mouth, you know, and just run on over top of you. And I look for that them to have that kind of game against Arizona. Um, whereas uh, Arizona, they're going to have to get out there with their passing game and uh, and mix it up, you know. And I think they can. It'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. Yeah, it it should be. And uh, you know, we we we've talked about. Uh, you know, people being healthy, and uh, for uh-huh. instance, uh, like you talked about, Heinz Ward. Heinz Ward, he'll be there. Yeah. He'll be there. He's always a he, he's a big game maker, and uh, he makes too, things you know, happen. And, and Willie Parker, you know, I think uh, I think they've been playing. I know Big Ben will bring his game. Um, yeah, Big Ben is still upset about his first Super Bowl, which was yeah, a that's what I think. Now he's getting back to this one. It's a it kind of it kind of kind of makes you feel like that's a, to me anyhow. It kind of looks to me. Uh, that he's he's ready to win one now, you know. Yeah, and, uh, he uh, you know he, he won that one, but he performed pretty miserably, to be honest with you. I mean, it, it was it was an awful performance, nine for twenty one in his yeah. first Super Bowl, threw a pick, but uh, things worked out well because of defense, and that just goes back to what we talked and talked about is uh, defense wins championships. You know, the edge out in him, though, you know, at a quarter, as a quarterback, you don't want to see your quarterback run, but in a, in a, in a one-game scenario, you know, and you, you got to have the yardage, uh, I'd rather have Warner, or uh, I'd rather have uh, Big Ben doing that for me than Warner, you know? Yeah, absolutely. When yeah, you get down to third and ten, you know, and, and he's got to take off with the ball, yeah, yeah, I don't think Warner is capable of doing it where well, I do think Big Ben is. Well, and, you know, that's a point that uh, you, know, you made a subliminal point right there, Neil, that uh, a lot of us probably hadn't thought about. Chances are Kurt Warner, Big Ben, Roethlisberger, they're going to be fine, you know, uh, as far as uh, as far as getting through this game without injury. But knock on wood, if one of them gets hurt, who steps in? You know, you've got yeah. Byron Leftwich. He can. Uh, I mean, he's he stepped in before for Pittsburgh, uh, but when you're talking Arizona, uh, Kurt Warner, he'd better stay within that area, and if he gets out of that area, uh, definitely Pittsburgh. You know, he's, he's been there enough times. This, this, uh, he's uncanny at getting rid of the ball, and he'll throw the ball away in a heartbeat. You know, uh, as a way to do it, doesn't than getting sacked. You know, but I mean, these guys tend to hit you after you get rid of the ball, anyhow. <laughs> uh, yeah. They want to. They want to get to him. They want to make it. They don't want. You can't give Warner time to throw that ball back in the pocket, um, and that's what he tends to do. Just get back in his pocket. And that line, offensive line's really been protecting him. But you, if you put enough guys going after the quarterback, well, I'm sure Pittsburgh would do that. Uh, they're going. They're not going to give. They're gonna, not going to give him time to do much of that ball. So he's going to have to get off. That's why I hope Anquan Bowden's playing. Playing because he's really good at getting them real quick dump off pass. You know. Yep. Well, uh, there's no doubt about it. There's there's a lot of things happening uh, with this game. Uh, still looking for your uh, Super Bowl predictions. Uh, we we want to hear the uh, winner, the score of the game, and the MVP. And uh, you know, uh, it's uh, we've got a couple in here. I've I've seen a uh, 
Uh, it's pretty much Pittsburgh laden, uh, but that's all right. You know, I don't. I personally, I'm a Cowboy fan, so I really don't want them to get their six pack. Uh, but it's a but it's a great uh, it's a great organization. And when I look back and see the coaches uh, that's come through uh, Pittsburgh, from Chuck Noll to uh, Bill Cower and now Mike Tomlin, uh, they you know it's so hard to follow the man. And Bill Cower was able to do that with Chuck Noll and. Mm-hmm. Then Mike Tomlin has been able to do that with Bill Cower, and I think a lot of respect goes to that organization um, and and what they've been able to do and continue to do. And albeit still be plays the game the way the game was originally intended to be played. You know, they get they get up there and they've got your big lineman in there. I mean, they got your Palomo, Palomo, what's his name? Troy Palomalo or whatever his name is. Palomalo. Yeah, yeah, he's just a beast in that backfield. You know, for a compared to most defensive, you know, backs or something like that. He's a, he just a, uh, it looks like a fullback back there, you know. Yeah, it's, it's funny, Neil. I was uh, I was talking to a friend of mine earlier today, and, uh, of course, I'm a, I'm a big Bruce Springsteen fan, which he's going to be doing that Super Bowl halftime show. And, uh, you know, <laughs> I was like, well, Bruce, I mean, Bruce loves to play long, and, uh, he, you know, but one thing about it, at that halftime show, if he goes one or two songs too long, I could just see Palomalu right now just going through that stage and going, wait a second, and just giving Bruce the, the what for and saying it's time to play football. So you're just feeling in here, you know. Okay. But uh, it's going to be uh, – it's definitely going to be fun, and we're uh, we're obviously looking forward to it. I uh, wonder how many people picked them, them two teams for uh, the first of the year, you know, to uh, meet in the Super Bowl. Well, you know, that's a good question. Um, a friend of mine at work, he asked uh, what was uh, Arizona's odds at the beginning of the year, and I believe it was 120 to 1 was the last that I saw for Arizona uh, to yeah, win I the Super Bowl. picking Pittsburgh. You could have possibly picked, picked Pittsburgh. Yeah. I can't see how you'd come up with uh, Arizona on that. But, uh... You know that's just uh, you know that's kind of the way things happen in the NFL. You, it's the it's the uh, it's the unknown factor. It just continues to happen year after year after year. Uh, who would have predicted uh, New England goes undefeated last year until the Super Bowl yeah, and the last game? I've heard the early reports for next year already. They're already predicting that uh, New England is going to be the favorite again next year. <laughs> To win the Super Bowl, well, that, you know, that wouldn't Vegas. surprise me. I mean, are they are they going to put the franchise tag on uh, Matt Castle? I don't you know, know. New England's got some things to uh, they got some things to figure out because obviously Tom Brady's ready to come back, and it goes back to a, in one of our earlier shows. I made a comment and I kind of got laughed at a little bit, but uh, I firmly believe Tom Brady is a very very good quarterback, but they're there's a thing called a system, and systems work. And Matt Castle, I believe he's a very good quarterback, but he's been very good in that system. And I don't know if he would be very good anywhere else, uh, like a lot of running backs for Denver. They've been wonderful at Denver, but would they be good anywhere else? Um, And it's funny because New England, in my opinion, was one of the hottest teams Toward the end of the year, but because of their early season failures, I don't uh, think I've ever seen a team eleven and five get left out. I don't think it's ever exactly. happened. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And they were one of the hottest coming into uh, you know December, 
the month of December, uh, this team was hot. They were on fire, but uh, didn't make the playoffs uh, because of early season failures, and those are those are things that happen. Yeah. But uh, I'm going to go ahead and uh, I'm going to go ahead and give a prediction. We got uh, we're about 11:23, so uh, we're about halfway through, and I'd really love to. Uh, delve into uh, some college hoops, and then we'll uh, maybe uh, go back to uh, NFL because okay. we've got uh, some uh, stuff to talk about toward the end of the show about uh, Herm Edwards getting fired, um, Dan Reeves, offensive well, coordinator for the 49ers. Wow. Where did that come from? But uh, I'm going to go ahead and give you my Super Bowl prediction. Um, I really see it being a, uh, a very tight game like we talked about. Uh, I see uh, Pittsburgh and Arizona, both uh, defenses being very tough. I think this game is going to go under the 46-and-a-half, but barely. I've got uh, Arizona winning the game outright, 24-21, uh, and my MVP is going to be Kurt Warner. I really think this will be a 21-17 type of game uh, going into the fourth quarter. Uh, Interesting. We'll be able to uh, keep uh, Hines Ward, Santonio Holmes, uh, Nate Washington, all of them guys at bay. Uh, they, their linebackers are always good at keeping a guy like Heath Miller at bay. And their line will uh, keep Parker to three, four yards of carry. And while Pittsburgh's trying to integrate the pass along with the run, I think they're going to have a hard time doing everything together. So uh, I, I just uh, that, that's what I've got. I've got Arizona 24, Pittsburgh 21, with the MVP being Kurt Warner, and uh, that's you know I, I just see it being like the Giants of last year, where they just are underdogs, underdogs, underdogs. All the way And through, furthermore, yeah. uh, the games in Tampa and uh, Pittsburgh, I guarantee you, they wish that game was in uh, Pittsburgh. Oh, yeah, I'm or, sure they want that. Not work. even Pittsburgh. It could be in Bismarck, South Dakota. Yeah, they want <laughs> that field frozen. Um, I'm, I'm going to go a little higher than that. I'm going to say like 35-28. All right. In favor of Who's your MVP again, Neil? Pardon me? Who's your MVP? I'm Willie Parker? I'm going to say it's going to be co-MVPs, Kurt Warner and Larry Fitzgerald. All right. Did you happen to read the uh, article in today's Courier Journal from uh, our the, one of our first uh, oh winners of the Heisman Trophy, Paul Horning? They had an interview. With oh, Paul what Horning. what what Paul Horning had to say? Oh, he likes Pittsburgh, uh, but uh, he was talking about the pay that he got coming out of college as a number one pick and the Heisman winner, uh-huh. and. Uh, he signed, I think it was $15,000 what he got, where the number one player this year, he was saying, got $70 million. <laughs> $70 million compared to where he, he signed, he got $15,000 a year and wow. $3,500 signing bonus. And it was big money back then. And what was that back in the 50s? Sure. But, uh, um, I thought that was one interesting. Uh, that's, yeah, that is. That's that's pretty staggering. It, it's, uh, you know, and pro sports, in general, has they've they've spent the money and spent the money, and I get into a debate all the time with people. People are saying, "Well, these athletes don't deserve it, this and that." And uh, 
the bottom line, a lot of it started back in 1971-72. Uh, baseball started this crap with free agency. Uh, and now the owners are paying them. I mean, they're, they're paying them the money. And this could be a debate that could go over and over and over again. Uh, but the owners pay them, and uh, the people keep coming to the games, and the sponsors keep sponsoring them. Uh, I, I just hope that it levels off. I think the NFL has done a really good job of, uh, you know, deflating the money aspect of it when it comes to uh, salary cap uh, versus yeah. baseball, whereas in baseball you've got two, three guys from the Yankees making more than 15 teams make period yeah. for their entire payroll, which is which is sick. Uh, I was just looking up here on him. He he was the number one pick in 1957, and you know he played for uh, uh, oh who was it? Vince Lombardi, and was Green Bay's number one pick, and what? The... Yeah, Paul Horning, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he was saying oh. you know that's why he got in trouble for gambling and things like that back then. He made fifteen thousand dollars. He got he got fifteen thousand dollars to be the number one or the first pick in the NFL draft. And a fifth and thirty five hundred dollars signing bonus made eighteen thousand five five eighteen thousand five hundred. And he was just, uh, he said that back then, he said Jim Brown probably made 125000 a year. Gail Sarah, 75000 He said he made 70000 in in the when it was in his heyday. But uh, he said Mark Starr made about 100000 a year, you know, and then see where it's went to now, you know, where you get the number one pick, get a $70 million contract, you know. But uh, it's interesting just how, uh, what they yeah. for 40 years, how far they've uh, I didn't touch that. You gotta love it, baby. Hey, he's back. Oh, Lordy. You gotta love it. (laughs) Oh, Lordy. How was your trip? It was the week of the Cardinal, Mike. The week of the Cardinal. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, we were just getting ready to touch on that in in this last half hour. We were were touching on the NFL and the Super Bowl first off, and I wanted to stay as far away as I could from Pete Will and that freaking highlight film that we saw the other night. He done it, didn't he? Hey, how's everybody doing tonight? It's Scott Atkins, team legacy of uh, fantasy football. Just got in from Tampa where the Super Bowl is uh, rounding in the form down there. Man, the place is really jacked up, and they're ready to go. Just, I can't Imagine. believe they fired Dungy while I was down there, man. Wow. Gruden? I mean, not, not, not Dungy, but Gruden. Yeah, that was just yeah. unbelievable. Oh, well, you didn't hear the latest then? No. Players put him under the bus. Uh, Kansas City's uh, coach. Uh, Herm, Herm Edwards is gone. Man. Well, I've been, I mean, it's I've been kind of been a major turnover in the NFL this year in coaching. Dan Reeves, uh, offensive coordinator yeah, thought, at the San Francisco 49ers. I thought some of these teams would be picking up some of these guys, but they're not, you know. So what, that signals Shanahan uh, to go to go to in-division in rival, huh? Well, you know what, I've been looking at it, and a report says Shanahan has said no. Huh. Well, maybe he takes a year off. I don't know. But, no, Mike, when I say year, uh, week of the Cardinal, man, I guess you can, that can apply to NFL, too, man. The Arizona Cardinals did what we, what I thought they were going to do, and they just took care of business. Yeah, I'll tell you work. what, Scott. You you've you nailed it. Uh, you've nailed it this whole way, and uh, I don't know if you uh, I don't know if you caught it or not, but uh, I released my uh, my Super Bowl pick, and 
I like Arizona 24-21. Uh, I relate it a lot to last year as far as the Giants being underdog in every game, every game, every game, and winning it. And yeah. I'm, I'm going with that same plan this year. Arizona, well, I didn't go with the same plan, but I am now. Uh, Arizona, uh, I think they'll, uh, I think it'll be a tight game. They'll, they'll keep it tight enough. And MVP will be Kurt Warner. Last, uh, I don't know, two-minute drive to Larry Fitzgerald and uh, 24-21 Arizona. Well, I don't know if I'm ready to give out the prediction yet because we can do that Friday night, uh, next Friday. Uh, we've still got a couple days to go after that. But, man, what is up with Anquan Bolden? We, that brought up a lot of discussion in our uh, on our message board this week at the FFPC.com. And yeah, the sideline little antics went on last, year in that, or last week in that game where they was behind, trying to come from behind. The coach didn't want to put him in there. Well, you're right, Dr. Dish. And it wasn't just sideline antics. From what all the reports are is he in the fight. locker room – in the locker room, he didn't stick around for the celebration. He yeah, was there that. for 10 minutes, and he left. And and let me tell you, guys, I, I had uh, Anquan Bolden up on a pedestal as far as a fan, as far as far an NFL player. He always did what he was – What he, I mean, he came out of his rookie season and just had a phenomenal year. He was underpaid. Uh, he got a contract, but it wasn't anything like what he played up to. And, uh, well, you know, he played defense, well. Scott, in his defense, I'll say this for him. You know, he's been downplaying it all, and in the, in the, uh, he said that he didn't mean doing anything against the unity of the team or anything like that. He just felt like, you know, he needed to be in there. And I know it was his feeling because I guess that any good player wants to be in there when they need the points. You know, they was trying, they was down and trying to come back in that game. Uh, they had, they had to get that touchdown, or else, uh, or had to get that touchdown to take the lead. That, that's he, that's what he was looking at, Neil. Yeah, I mean, he, 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 he was pretty much there. saying, "Look, man, why am not why am I not in?" And yeah, that offensive coordinator, it. he's pretty brash, and he's like, "Look, we have a play right now, so just cool your jets." I think he didn't and feel like from, he was going to help him being in there. Like you know, he had to what they wanted to do. They was doing. And well, he, he he may not have been yeah, for that particular play. And it is so, that offensive coordinator's. Uh, uh, I, I, th- I think more has been made out of it than uh, should be, in my yeah. opinion, that I, because it's just they've gone, they've butted heads two or three times this year, sure. and Wisenhunt's like, happened? no big deal. They've <laughs> said since then, though, that that happens every game. He said, whether well, it's yeah. got more, that happens every game they're in. He said, there's nothing more to it than that. You know, they just, uh, uh, you know, they were just, both of them were pumped up, and they really wanted to. Uh, sure. But you know when it's well, down if, if you're if you're a really good player and you know you're a really good player, yeah, you, you want to be in there. there. Yeah. It's just like a funny thing. I was listening. Uh, I'm going to switch gears just for about about a minute and a half, guys. Okay. I was listening on the way home from Louisville. I went up and visited uh, some relatives today, and on the way home today, they were uh, interviewing uh, Terrence Williams, and it was so funny. He got two fouls. This was a couple of games ago. And he, he looked at the bench, and he told the assistant coaches, he said, don't tell coach I got two fouls. Don't tell him. Don't <laughs> tell him. Didn't want to and uh, they go, uh, we've well, we got to tell him. They're, they're gonna, he's going to yell at us if, if we don't. And he goes, well, he yells at me every day. Just don't tell him. You know? <laughs> but it, it's the same type. When you're in that fire, when you're a very good player, you want to be part of a big play. But sometimes yeah. the play – doesn't ask for your attention at that particular point. Now, come you know, come a week from Sunday. I mean, you know, whatever Pittsburgh scheme may give Arizona, uh, it could prove to be Anquan Bowden nine for one fifty 
two touchdowns. Yeah. Yeah, Who knows? They need him. I think they need him in the Super Bowl. Uh, if he's he healthy. Mm-hmm. If he's healthy, those hey, those uh, wasn't it a hammy he tweaked? I mean, those things are are, are very unpredictable. Yeah. You can go out there and play, but I don't know. Hey, Mike, uh, just a side note before I get into this, your phone is uh, kind of breaking up there. It's kind of hard to make up what you were saying. You had some good points. I wanted to make sure everybody got them. Uh, but, okay. Uh, man, back to Bolden. I mean, you know, there's it's a team sport, guys. You've got 53 guys on the roster, or 52, 53 guys, and. And no matter what's going on with your contract, you signed a contract and you made an agreement to the team. And, and yeah, you know what? I agree with you. I think you're underpaid. You're, you're definitely one of the top five receivers in the NFL in my book. But it's a team sport. And, you know, you gotta you got to celebrate with the guys. And they, they're the ones that got you here. Uh, the defense, the offense, the special teams, the coaching staff, the subs, the water boy. I mean, everybody uh, helped out and made this. It wasn't just about you. And, you know, it's I don't know, man. It, it seems like a practical birth move to me, out of the blue, you know. I mean, yeah, I guess I can give him the benefit of the doubt, but, you know, that's well, a big perfect, game, well, the biggest game in your franchise history, and you're pulling that kind of crap? Come on. Well, perfect examples, uh, and I hope you're catching me loud and clear right now, but perfect examples go throughout the course of the year when you're, uh, when you're a fantasy football owner and you've got a stud and he lays an egg on you for one particular week. Now, I mean, why did he lay that egg on you? Well, it wasn't because of him. It may be, it may be because of the matchups that the other team had. And, uh, you know, so the matchups, obviously, everybody should be focusing on Larry Fitzgerald. Uh, but I think, think Anquan thought that if he thought he was in there, at least he'd take some of the pressure off, off of Larry Fitzgerald, you know, and he possibly could yeah. have, you know. But, but that's why he's a player yeah. and he has coaches. And the coaches, they know the schemes, and they've, they've studied that film a heck of a lot more than them players have. The yeah, players well, I, know, the I know a healthy Anquan Bolden in there isn't going to hurt him. It should have helped him, you know. But I, I, I'm, I got my doubts as to whether the – the offensive coordinator there thought, I can't think of his name offhand, but if he if he actually thought Haley. Anquan was was going to be that big of a help to him in there in, in the condition he was in, you know, because I know he's playing it hurt. Could, it, but, you know, it could have been a simple blocking situation. It could have been a a second tight end in for Bowden. Mm-hmm. It could have been Breston, who's a better uh, blocker than Bowden. It could have been, yeah. you know, just one well, of those God, it all worked simple out things him, you know? <laughs> that, that, that makes teams better uh, in the different scenarios that you go through throughout the course of the game. And that one particular play they had called at that particular time did not include Bowden, and Bowden got upset. Yeah, and to Scott's point, I think that's a good point, too, though. You know, that offensive coordinator, that's his job, too, and he's uh, he's trying to do it to the best of his ability. He knew Anquan He's trying to win the game. Center, you know, you're right. And he, that's what he's, <laughs> he's trying, trying to, to win the game. What, uh, what, what, what he had available to him, you know. And I know uh, that is his call, and he's consequently the one, regardless whether he chose, a, he chose to leave him out of the game, and if he did, that was his call. You know, if he'd lost it, he'd yep. have care of that, so. I think I'm glad, I can, I, I'm all glad I can make uh, a little bit of this discussion tonight, gang. It's just uh, what a big week for the Cardinals. And, wow. and let's not overlook the Steelers. I don't know if you guys talked about the Steelers, but, I mean, they played a yeah. tough, hard-nosed game against the Ravens, and they got the job done. And it's kind of hard to figure out how these two teams are going to match up. I know we got a whole week to think about it and talk mm-hmm. about it, but uh, I'm really looking forward to that game. It's going to be a hard-nosed defense against a top-notch offense. And, Mike, I mean, you know, they say defense wins championships, but I'm not so sure this year, man. Well, they, not so sure. Well, 
yeah, I still believe defense wins championships, but uh, one of the hottest defenses right now is Arizona's. You know, here's and, the thing, uh, too, about that. The, the, uh, Arizona they're making a lot tends, of plays. Arizona tends to keep the defense, other opposing teams' defense on the field the whole game, you know, and more so than their offense. That's the way it's worked out so far for them. So as long as they keep the defense on, I mean, Pittsburgh, there is no better team. I mean, Baltimore and Pittsburgh both were really good at this, but that they play smash-mouth football. There isn't anybody ain't better than that. The Giants were really good at it, too. But uh, uh, the cream come to the top, I think, you know. So... The one thing that the, the one thing that we talked about a little bit earlier, Scott, that I think is going to be a lot of fun, is watching uh, watching Ben drop back and see what he has as far as Heinz uh, Ward, uh, Santonio Holmes. Uh, Arizona has always been very good about uh, covering the tight end. So Heath Miller, I don't know what he's going to get. And then if uh, if Arizona is able to put eight in the box. Oh, this game <laughs> could get very, very interesting I when uh, Ben's back there tr- trying to throw to uh, Holmes or uh, Ward. Well, Pittsburgh's definitely going to air it out. I mean, every team in the league airs it out against the Cardinals, and, yeah. and, and Philadelphia was no exception. I mean, McNabb had, didn't, didn't have a problem. It, you have Brent Selleck have a career day, and you have uh, uh, Deshaun Jackson playing well. They're, they're going to throw the ball to Holmes. If, if Ward is healthy, which I think he should be, they're going to throw it to Ward. He's a playmaker. But I, th- I like Holmes this year in that, in that game. I, you know, he's going to have a big day, and Roth is going to have a big day. The question is, is Willie Parker – uh, going to put up a performance uh, because the edge has been moving the ball for the Cardinals, and, and it's nice to see. Now, I don't think he'll do much against Pittsburgh. It's going to have to be Warner. I think the uh, question is whether how much uh, how much pressure that Pittsburgh defense can put on Warner. You know, they're not going to leave him all day to throw the ball like he's been getting. They're, they know that. That's what will beat him, you know. Mike, it was kind of like a tale of two halves, too, though. I mean, Warner, look, he ripped apart that blitz in the first half, and everything McNabb threw, everything that defense threw at him, he picked it yeah. apart. It was a quick pass. He didn't even have to think. He had a, a wide-open man in breast and a wide-open man in fits. He, he just did the right things with the ball, made the right decisions. In the second half, it's like, okay, none of that's working right now. Yeah, it, it was kind of funny. It, it looked like their, uh, the whole first half plays were uh, predicated already. They, they've been pre-planned and just, just like the old Bill Walsh used to do. Here's our first 25 plays. This is what we're going to do. And uh, that's what uh, Arizona looked like against Philly. I said, this, this way it's going to be, and this way we're going to do it. I don't think anybody's going to change anything. I think they got their game plans pretty much uh, the way they both play. Arizona's going to come out throwing the ball and mixing the run up with Edgar and Hightower. And uh, I think they're going to they might They might try pass, to go you know? outside a little bit more. I, I really don't see Arizona going up the gut much. Oh, I think I, they I really need. I think they really need Anquan Bolden this week if they ever going to need him. I think they're, they're going to put so much pressure on Kurt Warner. He's going to have to have him for release. Him and Edgar and James both. I think they're going to have to have him for release, uh, or quick release. Just over to the. All side. right, well, Doc. I tell you what, we've got uh, we got about 15 minutes to go, and uh, you know, kind of like a little bit of what Scott said. Uh, next Friday, we're really going to hit this hard. Uh, I want to talk Big East. Okay. I want to talk Big East basketball because I am very intrigued with this uh, with this conference. I've been watching a little bit of basketball this year, not as much as I want to, but I'm having a ton of fun with it. Uh, the Big East, I cannot remember how many teams are this good. 
what do you think is going to happen, uh, Dr. Bish, as the year goes along, these teams are playing each other. We've got Georgetown uh, at Seton Hall. I think okay. all these teams have to win at home. You've got to win your home games. I mean, these teams are uh, just like the other night. I don't know if you all watched it, but the Georgetown, you know, uh, Georgetown, Duke beat them at Duke um, by about 12 points, I think. You know, it wasn't really a beat down, but they handled, it. They handled them. Uh, but that was Duke at Duke, you know. And then here, here come um, – Oh, who was it the other night? Oh, West Virginia. And they're down there about the middle of the pack. And yeah, yeah. they put a whooping on Georgetown, boy, at Georgetown. That was more impressive to me. And I thought, oh, my gosh, what we got in this? I watched Seton Hall play these. Seton Hall and uh, Providence and those teams like that, they are really good. Hey, what I, about, uh, uh, I put a couple bucks on that Wake Forest team, too. You can get them at 50-1. to 1. I know you could earlier in the week. Yeah, I got a 50-1 to 1 to win the win the title. So, I mean, 50-1, to 1, you can't turn that down. Oh, that was great. And I, I just heard the, uh, the Wake Forest coach was interviewed uh, yesterday and heard him talking that uh, they just laid down uh, on Wednesday when they lost to Virginia yeah. Tech. Just, you know, it's just one of them games. When your number – it's hard to be number one right now, but yep. it's not. Imp- yep. it, it's hard. It's hard to be number one right now, but it's not important to be number no, one. Oh, Duke's right probably going to move to number one. They're going to have to play at Wake Forest right back to back. I think here. Yeah. And North Carolina too coming up, so they got some really good matchups coming up. No, the Big East though. I mean, you've got Connecticut, you've got Pittsburgh, and Villanova, and Louisville. You could fill three shows with Notre the Big Dame, East. Syracuse. They're just. Uh, it just goes the on. Big and game, on. The big game I'm looking forward uh, out of the Big East this week is uh, definitely Louisville at Syracuse. I yeah. mean, number nine yeah. against number eight, Louisville is playing very good ball. Uh, they're, I mean, they're rocking they're on all cylinders. They're a whole cylinders. lot like us. They're they're a whole lot like us. And I mean, I went back and checked. I think we've we've lost, we're zero and three up there playing at Syracuse. I hope we can turn that around this week. Yeah, it's gonna be. A, it's definitely gonna be a game of matchups. And and talking about that Pittsburgh game, it's a game I've watched a couple times now. I DVR'd that thing, and uh, <laughs> yeah. Louisville Louisville just kept the full court pressure on the whole game and uh, gave Pittsburgh fits a season high twenty turnovers uh, for Pitt, and they just couldn't contain uh, the the big playmakers are Clark and T. Will. Yeah, you know that's what. Have you noticed that's what's been going on now? Them's the two guys that are, are taking the shots now, and they're taking the ball to the hole. You know, and that's making a big difference. And Smartle's uh, filling in there in the middle, great. You know, he he's a big body inside there, and he's uh, usually blocking out the uh, somebody. And T. Will's been getting to the basket at will here, but. Uh, uh, you know, you make a high, lot better percentage of your shots going to the basket like that rather than taking them outside shots if you're not hitting, you know. And our guards, we've got four or five guards. They can just pretty much got a round robin. They can keep switching in there and keeping them fresh. And they're not doing much shooting right now, but they are getting the ball to the right people. Well, a key uh, to Pittsburgh winning, obviously, is DeWan Blair in the middle. And he was held to just nine points and ten rebounds. Got into foul trouble and... He only played for 20 minutes, and, you know, they, they, they talked about that a lot as, as saying, hey, that's the reason. But, you know, you, th- you you turned the ball over 20 times. You know, you yeah. can't win in the Big East on the road no. when you turn the ball over 20 no. times. So Louisville's won, uh, you know, Louisville's won nine out of the last ten games they've played against ranked Big East opponents, and uh, that's just saying something. They're 5-0 and right now. You've, no, you've they got, got a the, tough battle every night. The Rutgers game was a real trap game for me. I mean, that was a game that I was afraid of. Rutgers was up on Pittsburgh by five. Uh, with just a couple of minutes to go in that game against Pittsburgh, yeah, and uh, you know, 
and they, they let that game go. But, uh, you know, Rutgers was a team that can play you tough, too. So there's no easy game here. Uh, Seton in Hall, the big that game. Seton Hall team's like it. That Providence team's like it, too. You go on down the line with the Big East, and you're going to get that. And you know, most people can. Uh, game, you, know? <laughs> you know, I was uh, listening to Oregon State's uh, head coach being uh, uh, interviewed, and he's like, "Well, the Pac-10 stuff, Pac-10 stuff," and I keep thinking, "Well, no, it's not." You know, it, there's no conference right now like the Big East, uh, and I try to, I try to give Kentucky props about being in, in a good conference in the SEC. Well, no, I mean, if there's ever an opportunity. And if the uh, NCAA selection committee, we're talking too much. Oh, shut up! <laughs> too much down the road. Uh, if they ever have a, the opportunity uh, to uh, select the way they select, uh, I can see four Big East teams being in the Final Four. I really can. That would be something, wouldn't? It? I've never seen that happen. I mean, not yeah. Big East. I, I've seen three Big Ten teams in the Final Four before. Well, well I mean, three SEC teams, we, yeah. Yeah. When you go when you go down the list, though, I mean, can you make a case oh, yeah, for exactly. a Louisville being in the Final Four? Can you yeah, make a, a case for UConn? Yeah. yeah, a lot has to happen. You know, you've got you've got a lot of teams there, and yeah, you know, it's something that you know obviously could happen. But with with that competition, you're going to have them. I can uh, see them in the Final Sixteen anyway. Four in the Final Sixteen. Yeah, you're going to have them beating each other up all all year, and uh, you know, you really can't compare this ACC Big East comparison here. You know, I just no. think that's silly. Uh, both conferences are good. You've got a lot of top teams there at the top on both. When you see that teams uh, like Memphis and your uh, for sure. Memphis is uh, speaking of Memphis, Memphis and Tennessee Saturday. That's one of the games I'm looking at. Uh, Kentucky Alabama. That's one of the games I'm looking at. Uh, I see uh, I see uh, Alabama possibly beating Kentucky. I see Tennessee beating Memphis. Uh, UConn oh, at Notre Dame. I. Uh, you know, it's it's when it's when you go on the road. You know, are, are they road tested and uh, Notre Dame Notre Dame beats UConn. Hey Scott, did you see that? Uh, U of L is uh, that's one one of the things they brought up too on Sports Center that they want they got the best road record in the Big East for the past three years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Patino Patino has them ready to play, and it's not a team uh, that you want to see right now. Louisville is uh, is playing on all cylinders and. Uh, Syracuse is going to cause matchup problems for us, I think. Uh, that Devin Dorp, uh, he can run the, you know, run the court and keep the, uh, keep possession uh, in their favor, and they like to run the ball too. It's, it's going to cause matchup problems for us and them. I think it's, it's going to be a good matchup. I don't know what happened in that Pittsburgh game. Syracuse just looked a little off to me. I, I expected a better, closer matchup than that. Well, Pittsburgh came off uh, loss. They was uh, oh, and, and, oh, and, and they did play that whole game to too. Yeah. Did you get a that chance to see this uh, Jeremy Tyler, the, the one of the latest one that verbally committed to Louisville at 6'11", uh, junior, and uh, he plays for uh, San Diego out there. He's playing at that Old Spice High School showcase tonight. Yeah, I'm excited about this kid. Yeah, he was. He, I mean, he looked like, unfortunately for them, he looked like the only player on the team. That, well, what I heard, the coach and they had three players, two, two of the top 100, two of the top 50 players in the country transferred from Oklahoma. And right before this game come on tonight, they had suspended three players off of the three of the starters off of the team he was on, and the coach <laughs> for San Diego. You know, because they, they said two of them come from Oklahoma to come out there to, to switch to San Diego this year, yeah. and they ruled them all ineligible now. So recruit starts they got, early. They got it handed to to them tonight by that Fairfax. 
they had that Renoral set Sydney on that team. They had a kind of a grudge war playing out there with two seven footers going at each other. Yeah. Well, Recruiting Mike, uh, definitely Louisville had target. a big week. Louisville had a big week and had the big win against Pittsburgh. But uh, what's going on with the Wildcats, man? Well, I'll tell you what, uh, I, I really feel good about uh, the direction they're going. Obviously, the SEC is definitely down this year, but uh, it's something that uh, it's a chance for Kentucky to take advantage of. Jody Meeks is continuing to just fill it up left and right. Why people won't guard this guy, I do not yeah, know. I don't understand uh, that either. He looks like he, the only guy you have to guard on that team. He just keeps going. Patrick Patterson is just getting it done inside. Uh, they're starting to call him the beast. Uh, and now they're starting to deal it off to Perry Stevenson. Perry Stevenson is filling in as well. Uh, the one thing uh, that I really love about Kentucky is they hit free throws left and right. They shot 88% from the line uh, the night before last. Uh, last weekend, last Saturday, it was like 80%. These guys do not miss free throws. And I know that sounds so lame, but uh, in big games, that can become a big difference because when you lose by two or three points, people always want to tend to look back at who missed that last shot or who made that last shot versus, well, with 15 minutes to go, you missed two free throws. <laughs> so if you make them free throws. Turnovers, you know. They have well, that, that is the Achilles heel for uh, Kentucky right now is the turnovers. They, they just cannot – I mean, Jody Meeks, is, he's a much – the problem is the rest of them. He makes a lot of turnovers, but when you handle the ball that much, you're going to make those turnovers. Um, I, yeah, I really think he's got his rating down. I think he had like six uh, turnovers to one assist. You know, that's <laughs> right. Well, he's going to he's going to make them turnovers. Uh, he's not an assist man. Jody Meeks is not an assist man. Uh, he comes off the screens, and that's what he does. He catches and shoots, and he's been pretty good at that. Uh, the one thing that they need to uh, eliminate, obviously, is the turnovers, and they have to find that third person that's going to skip step up as far as scoring. Would it be DeAndre Liggins, Ramon Harris? I I, I like to see Ramon Harris just step up. Uh, but they've got they they've got like the one-two punch, but I they need they somebody gonna, else. I think they think they're going to get pulled out of the game. They act like they're scared to shoot. They always look up at the ball. The, these Liggins and who's the other little guard? I think he's probably the starting guard for him now. What's his name? Um, Porter? Yeah, well, Porter, he, Porter, he, yeah. he should be scared. But they all act like they're scared <laughs> to shoot. It, they can be wide open and they'll pass that ball. You know, they won't take that shot. You've got to take that shot if you're open out there. Yeah, Porter's not a shooter. Porter's not a shooter. I mean, but DeAndre Liggins. Other teams DeAndre Liggins is. you like that, you're not going to beat him, you know. DeAndre Liggins is a freshman that's learning the system. Uh, he's already been benched once this year, and he, he's learning things. And uh, this is the greatest year for the young kids to learn because it's such a soft SEC, and this is going to make them so much better. And I expect a lot of big things. Uh, I definitely expect uh, by the time late February, March comes around, when Liggins, for instance, I mean, he'll be a sophomore. Because that, that's the way I look at these kids. When they're a freshman in November, they're a sophomore come March. And I really expect big things in March. Uh, I, I'm not saying Final Four. I'm just saying that this team has all the capabilities when you've got two profile players like Meeks and Patterson and a couple others to step in there. By, that, by the time that March rolls around, 
I definitely see them being a Sweet 16 team with no problem. Well, this is Red versus Blue Radio. We like to talk Louisville and Kentucky basketball in the uh, off season of the NFL. And we uh, we're really enjoying the ranked Cardinals. Uh, they've been able to do. This is a Louisville team that uh, couldn't beat Western Kentucky, Minnesota, or UNLV. Uh, but what they could do, because they've done it, is start five and zero in the Big East while notching victories over Pittsburgh, Notre Dame, and Villanova. Does that make sense? Of course not. That's a sweet start. <laughs> but that, no, 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 game. Scott. It makes no sense at all. But uh, that's, you know, that's kind of Rick Pitino's game plan. And, uh, you know, you, you got to make it happen because I really believe this is the preseason. You know you're there. Let's just let's refine some things. Let's make a long way to go, things happen. And then come come March 1st, uh, let, let, let's hammer down this, this uh, Big East tournament. But yeah. in the middle of March, yeah. Now it's time. I mean, it wouldn't well, surprise me to see uh, to see a team or any of these good teams on in the Big East lose two, three, four games in a row. Yeah. If you do, uh, you're probably going to be out of it. It could happen, but you know what? Hey, you guys like Dickie V, right? I mean, mm-hmm. love him. He's, he, he's awesome, baby. I got I got in my hands here his prediction for the Final Four. His Final Four teams right now, as they stand. Uh, obviously, you got North Carolina. <laughs> Uh, you know, you're going to have North Carolina in there with Dickie V. You're also going to have yep. Duke, Duke in there with yep. Dickie V. Uh, his third um, team is UConn. UVL, maybe. UConn. And number four on his final four teams is Pittsburgh. But he, he goes on to say, after that, after he reads off those four, he says, but Louisville – is a dangerous team because of Coach Rick Pitino. In a one-game scenario, he's a guy you do not want to face, and that team is getting better and better as the season goes on. It's interesting that he talks about his Final Four and he gives you five. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you, you know, he has to throw them in there. Well, Dickie B, I mean, uh, you, you just come back from Tampa. They're, they're in the discussion. You just come back from Tampa. I mean, that's that's his stomping grounds and. Uh, it's funny, Scott, because he, he he's so passionate, and every time I listen to him now, I just appreciate him more and more and more. This guy, like a walking this, encyclopedia on basketball. Uh, he here. is. And just, and if you guys remember a year ago, he couldn't talk. Didn't know if he was ever going to – didn't know if he was going to be able to do another game again. Yeah. And he, he's, he's back into it, and he, he absolutely loves it. And the passion that he brings, it, it's it's hard to – it's hard to relate. I mean, just if if I only had a, a fourth of his passion, and I need you know, to have kind of a another term fourth. that I kind of apply to the Cardinals this year. Uh, they played to me, and I've watched I've watched U of L and been a fan of U of L for all my life. I mean, close to forty some years, and um, since before Denny Crum was at Louisville. But uh, this team plays with some passion, boy. They really get out there, and it, when it when it comes to crunch time, it seems like there's five playing as one. You know. And mm-hmm. it's really what you want to see in that team sport, you know. Well, we've got big games coming up, uh, the Cardinals. It's nice to have them in discussion. What you want as a college fan is, is just to have your team in a discussion, you know, and have a chance at March. And, That's right. You know, you've got to you, – you, they're doing the right things. And, and Kentucky's looking good, too, you know. It's just you got to keep playing yeah, one it, game at a time, and that's the cliche. It is the middle but, of the season. They've got it to develop. Every team, it's, uh, every team here, if, if they've got to get better, every one of them we've talked about. Uh, and I think most of them will too, you know. But uh, 
uh, they're going to develop that team chemistry as this year goes on, and the, the better the whoever really masters it is the one's going to step to the front. And when it gets down to the playoffs, it, uh, absolutely, it, it's so much fun. We got about uh, we got about forty seconds to go. Uh, I'm going to kind of wrap it up. Uh, basically, uh, it's it's a lot of fun watching the college basketball hoops. Uh, just getting the full force, uh, the NFL, the Super Bowl. It's a great time of year. It's a great time of year to be a sports fan and uh, just to love it all. And, uh, Scott, we got about uh, 30 seconds. I'm going to let you wrap it up. How's that sound? I'm glad you're uh, back home and safe, and uh, I'll let you wrap it up. How's that sound, bro? Well, thanks, guys. And, Dr. Dish, I appreciate you always uh, right. being the voice of the Cardinals here. And, Mike, appreciate the show. And We'll, uh, we'll see you guys next week. Make sure you join us next Friday night. It's Red versus Blue Sports Talk Radio. We'll talk Louisville, Kentucky, and the Super Bowl. We'll see you next week. More live fantasy sports radio than anyone else. With the Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.